everybody. Welcome back to We Are the Batman. I'm Mike. And this is Matthew. All right, it's the end of the month, which means it's time for our next Batman breakdown, our next breakdown of uh, of the of the next live-action Batman film in release order. And we've reached the end of the Dark Knight trilogy with uh, Christopher Nolan's third and final Batman movie, The Dark Knight Rises, once again starring Christian Bale as Batman, uh, Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon, uh, and introducing... Uh, Tom Hardy as Bane, Anne Hathaway as Catwoman, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt as just a police officer and nothing else. And Marion Cotard as made-up character who we all knew was Talia, but they said it was not Talia, even though we all knew it was Talia. It's like we knew. It's, it's <laughs> very obvious. It's so yeah. incredibly obvious. Yeah. Uh, was like was this? J.J. Abrams swore up and down that... that uh, benedict cumberbatch wasn't playing con it's like yeah he is okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. just punch spock in that in in that he's he's con uh yeah. so that yeah you so, could you could lie to you could lie to yourself and you could lie to the public but don't lie to us we yeah. know and also <laughs> the entire basis of the of the uh pivotal point of your movie anyway this is not the star trek podcast it's another show. um <laughs> look uh we're, we're on the record as like look i don't think this movie is that bad i really don't i think this movie is actually pretty good for the most part i just i think you know we know this wasn't plan a we've we've talked about it all the time we've talked about christopher nolan's trilogy um for what it is i think it's fine but i just feel like there's a i think this movie is two and a half hours of missed opportunities i really do i I think i don't having rewatched it for the first time since i think it hit dvd Um, it wasn't as bad as I remember, but I think, so I think my biggest thing with this is this is definitely, I don't like a majority of this because it's not what I wanted to see on top of that. There are two or three like glaring logic problems with the movie that I think like something like Batman begins. It's such a good movie. There's like two or three logic flaws that I'm like, didn't even think about because I'm on the ride, you know, or there's other movies like that where it's like, yeah, I'm so invested. I'm here. This isn't stick out, but because I'm not a f- exactly like all this movie, those logic flaws just like, like just sit in front of my face when I'm watching the movie. And one of them is horribly egregious. The rest is kind of like, okay, I get it. You have to let things happen. Um, but there's a couple little things here and there where I'm like, eh, I don't like this, but then, you know, does that make sense? Am I just blabbing now? <laughs> uh, no, you're good. Here's, here's the thing about, about this movie. It's, it's two and a half hours long. He doesn't show up as Batman for the first time until almost an hour into the movie. Yeah. Not 45 minutes not 50 almost a full hour and he's in he's batman for about 15 minutes and then he doesn't and he's not batman again until the last 30. he has another appearance as batman because he has to get his butt kicked by big bane he has his first appearance as batman he comes back to get his ass kicked by by Bane, yeah. and then he's not Batman again until the last like thirty minutes. It's like it's like three Batman scenes in the whole movie. Yeah, and um, 
and the first two aren't much to really yeah you know i was really disappointed in um in their handling of the nightfall storylines um i just i don't know i feel like again i think this movie is a lot of missed opportunities where it's like it seems like they're setting up for something and then they don't do what it seems like what they what it felt like they were setting up for it's like oh oh that's what oh okay yeah all right it's not it's not as interesting oh see see i always used to call this movie contract obligation like yeah. he didn't really want to do it, but for him to do the other things Warner, he wanted Warner brothers to let him do, he had to do it. So that's why I feel like there's such a rush to get it done that there's a couple, like I said, a couple like glaring logic flaws that I feel like David Goyer is much better writer and, and no Christopher Nolan is a much better filmmaker to allow this to be there. But it's just like, Oh, we have to do this. We had like we we have to have this movie done. We have to get this. You know, it, we, the first one made a billion dollars. We got to do this. And I don't know why. I, I almost feel like you should have just not done it. But I think again, I think it was a contract obligation. I think he had to make this movie. Be it it was the original story he wanted, or the story that they had to do because of the tragic passing of Heath Ledger. But I, I, I do feel like, like, yeah, you, you did not get to simmer on this script as long as you did everything else, and it shows. Well, here's here's where I think one of the things where I think it really shows, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain this by posing you a question. Okay. Why wasn't the main villain just Scarecrow? Yeah. Why? Why wasn't he just Scarecrow? It should, like, why would you not have him? It, it, to me, it just seems like if you're wanting to go back to if you're wanting to to take your third movie and have it tie back to Batman Begins this heavily, why bother introducing a brand new character when you have one that was set up quite well in that movie? We know is still out and active in doing things because of his appearance in The Dark Knight. And now it can be, well, after all this time and because Batman stopped shutting down his operations after what happened with Joker and Two-Face, Crane just took over. Yeah, it's you know? it's a weird, I feel like the story is a weird mashup of The Dark Knight Returns and Nightfall. Yeah, and- but- but it like, does, but not in a good way. No, only, like, <laughs> only like in like three scenes. Like it's 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 a pull from Nightfall in that Bane breaks Batman's back. It's Correct. a pull. It's a pull from The Dark Knight Returns in that we get a couple lines of dialogue. The whole like you're in for a show now, kid, and and the fact that he comes back out of retirement. That yes. that that that's all the connection there is to anything to do with Nightfall and The Dark Knight Returns, and it's like. I feel like if you're going to do it, just do it. Like have yeah. it be the mutants taking it. Like have just, just do a straight adaptation of the dark Knight returns. You know, yeah. the, the, the Bane we got was the leader of the mutants without the weird Mohawk instead of Bane from the comics. It's, it's exactly the same thing. It's like, just do the mutants. It's like, you might as well. It's basically you're, you're absolutely right. I never put that together. It's the same thing. He should have just been the leader of the mutants because then where's Joker at? And he's in a coma or whatever. And then, you know, like who cares, you know, you know, or, you know, after all this time, he was able to save Harvey. I don't know. Harvey breaks out of Arkham as Two-Face and go. You could have just done a straight adaptation of, of the first two parts of The Dark Knight Returns and it would have been 
great. Yep. So yeah, it, it, it's it's a weird. So so my my thing that I don't like as far as like the choice is Batman give no longer being Batman after the whole Harvey Dent thing. So basically, the end of the Dark Knight, you're you're expected to believe he. He just, he was done. He, he hasn't been active in six or eight years. I can't remember which one yeah. the movie says. And I just kind of find that hard to believe because I was like, so his mission was just to like that, that, that cured his mission because of this whole weird, uh, whatever that case was where like you try everybody and now they're all in jail. And I just kind of feel like that doesn't solve crime. That solves that organization, but you tell me in eight years, nobody else <laughs> stepped up. It's, that seems meh. the thought I was having the other day when I was rewatching this is it feels like so we talk, we, you know, because the long Halloween was such a massive influence on the Dark Knight. And, yeah. you know, we, we talk, we, we've talked about over the last overall of October about the long Halloween and how it was Batman realizing for the first time, oh, this isn't just me taking down the mob anymore. This is me having to be a detective and be a hero. And I feel like the Dark Knight Rises is like, what if Batman came out of the long Halloween and said, well, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I quit. Yeah. It's like he got presented with the idea of having to take on things bigger than just the mob and was like, nope, I'm good. Yeah, um, that was fun. Look, I'm done. <laughs> if you look at the official plot synopsis, it says that he's that he retires because he still hasn't gotten over the death of Rachel. Now, here's. Here's where I take massive issue with that. First of all, I that's that's so out of the realm of the character of Batman. Um, I, I mean, there's one thing Batman has had to put up with. It's been loss. And it's like you're telling me that the loss of his parents drives him to become this creature of the night and this symbol for justice. And then the death of the girl who couldn't decide if she wanted him or not made him quit really yeah. are you kidding me but also it almost felt to me like because because christopher nolan caught a lot of crap for rachel dawes because she was this original character that nobody liked that, that, that didn't really grab audiences and it almost felt like him writing batman to quit over the death of rachel was like christopher nolan giving everyone the finger like i'm gonna make my character my original character important it's like dude just cut the losses man nobody wanted rachel sorry <laughs> Well, and it, it also like to me, like I understand this is not the Batman from the comic. Sure. Like this is the Batman from this Christopher Nolan trilogy of movies. But I think you're right. Like I don't know. I don't get in my gut that Rachel's death causes him to quit. Like maybe the combination of her death and crime being figured out but i just again i just go like like there's no like he wasn't that hurt it's not the dude has had eight years to recover (laughs) my point though is like it's not super clear why he quit in the first place like in the dark knight returns it's heavily heavily implied that what gets him to quit is the death of jason todd you know, the idea that somebody was killed working, that he got this kid killed, and that's what causes him to quit. Um, you know, you're talking about the book? The book. Yeah. The Dark okay. Knight, I, not, not, not I the Dark Knight Rises. In the Dark Knight Returns, the book, it's heavily implied that he hasn't spoken to, 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 to Dick Grayson since the death of Jason, and that that's what got him to quit. Unless I am remembering completely incorrectly. 
I, I think you're right in that they don't necessarily say it. I always assume that he had defeated all of his villains and as things changed, it was better for him to go away, which is why Superman's so mad that he becomes Batman again. Because it was like, you're the one that was the bad example they were using against us. The fact that you retired and you quit made everything easier for us. So the fact that you're back is pissing me off, and that's part of why I have to come and beat your butt. <laughs> okay, but, okay, but okay, even if I'm wrong, and I think I think now that you're saying that out loud, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, st- I'm dumb. Forget it. Ignore me. Um, but, but that's at least still a reason. We don't yeah. know what the reason, what the actual reason is why he retired in in this one. When it seemed like he was just going to go, just just use the use the idea of like, oh, people are going to think I killed Harvey Dent and killed all these people now because the whole throughout the whole of the Dark Knight, the whole thing is no one people are starting to not be afraid of him because they know he doesn't kill. Yeah. And that's why at the well, end, he's like, no, you tell them I killed those people. I can take the heat because now I can go be Batman and people are going to be now afraid of me that I might snap and kill them again. And I'm like, letting him embrace and use that fear would have been a great idea for a third movie. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, like, I know he got shot and he got stabbed and bitten by a bunch of dogs, but that doesn't mean his knee's bad. <laughs> Well, so I have no idea why he is now crippled when he only operated as Batman for maybe a year. Like uh, that's where I go. Like, like maybe two tops, I think if that, but my point more is like, there's nothing that happens to him in the previous two films. When you tell me he quit pretty much right soon after dark Knight, that makes me believe that suddenly he has to walk with a cane. He has like, I just cartilage left at his knee. Yeah. From what? Yeah. base jumping with a cape that actually allows you to ba- like i, I just the whole, i don't know again it's not it's not clear it's like especially because that whole knee thing goes away after one scene yeah he, he goes back to the cave puts the thing on his knee that makes his knee so strong he can now kick through a brick wall and it's never addressed again correct never again not once not ever forget it ever happened which then has me going well then why is it there like yeah it's it's a weird and if if he was just gonna quit right after harvey dent's death and rachel's death and everything in the dark night then why did he rebuild the bat cave then why would he go to all that trouble (laughs) to to build all this new tech that wasn't there in batman begins why would he why would he build this landing pad armory in in the cave then yeah why would he bother like you have that moment where he like so alfred's like so we're not gonna be batman anymore do we stop construction uh i mean we might as well finish it because <laughs> they haven't even started on that section of the cave yet we could just tell them to just skip over it and, and because it's not and they'll never have to know about it nah nah let's just let's just go ahead why yeah i yeah. I, I will <laughs> say this is where i, I said say this I watched this movie recently, like just a couple days ago, in preparation for this, and I will say I did come out of it liking it less than I usually did. Um, yeah, it it's, it's it's got a lot of logic problems. Well, not even logic problems. Just the whole opening sequence with the planes is ridiculous. It doesn't make a lick of sense from a physics standpoint, from a how machines work standpoint, from a how guns work standpoint. There's nothing about that sequence that makes a lick of sense. 
but it looks cool. <laughs> it doesn't though. It looks dumb. It doesn't it's even weird. Look cool. Like there's no way a plane is flying while dragging another one like that, hanging down straight, getting that much wind drag. There's yeah. absolutely no way in hell. Also, when these guys are picking up these these like Mac 10 machine guns and are holding them and just shooting them willy nilly with one hand, I'm like, that's no, those things would fire and bump up right into their forehead. That's not how guns work. Yeah. That's also not how how taking blood out of a body works. Like that's not how any of this works at all. And like Bane calling out the stupidity of shooting someone, then throwing them out of an airplane. And it's like, yeah, having a character call out your bad plot logic doesn't make it bad any less bad. Like yeah. the the whole opening sequence is is ridiculous and stupid. I can't argue that that, it's that being said, I do really like Tom Hardy's Bane. I, I think had he been any of a million other characters, not called Bane, I would have been totally on board. And I, and, but at the same time, like, I think he's awesome. Like, I think he plays the villain. He's freaking huge. I like everything he's doing. I don't have a, like he's, it's, it's kind of like, like there's, Performance wise, I think Christian Bale is allowed to actually act again in this movie, which he doesn't get a lot of opportunity in the Dark Knight because of what's all going on. Mm. So I like his performance in this a lot better. I think Anne Hathaway is amazing as Catwoman. Um, yeah. I think Tom Hardy as Bale is perfect. Um, Tom you know, there's a, too. What did I? Oh, Bane, Bane, not Bale, Bane. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that there's like, I have, I don't have a problem with his character and everything he does. I have a problem with the defeat of his character. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I talked about this on the phone. This is that whole thing of like, if you're taking it from the dark Knight rises, he fights the mutant leader trying to fight him as a young man gets mm-hmm. overpowered and loses. So when he goes back, he uses technique yeah. and different things and tears them apart you don't get that in the fight between the two of them at the end of the movie. It looks exactly the same. And this, to my opinion, yeah. is where, and this is going probably way too deep, where the Casey fighting method, the style of martial arts that they use in this movie fails, is that it to, to show the techniques, to show how Batman could have been smarter and doing other things, would have been a somebody who would have to have a really solid understanding of how that style works. And you can't do that in a movie that you've never discussed it. Yeah, especially because, you know, one of the things that that I brought up as a criticism of Batman Begins was the way the fighting was shot, because ultimately shooting a a hand fight, a hand to hand combat thing with somebody wearing a cape like that, it's not going to look great on camera. So so the fight editing was a, a little hard to watch this one. They do a lot more wide shots and his suit is different in such a way that you can actually watch him physically fight, but you're absolutely right. You can see all the fighting that happens. And in both fights, the fight is exactly the same. Yeah. He does nothing different. If anything, he does less. Yeah. And that's where tricks. And it's just, I don't, I don't know why suddenly he's able to be vain. Yeah. And that's where I kind of go. Like there's so many things he could do. Even if you're, step out of the Casey fight even if he was like leg checking him through the fight and you realize he's just tearing him down we we would get that you know what I mean 
And I know and I, I, feel like I can hear people screaming right now. Well, he punches him in the mask, so he gets less of his pay. That's never brought. It's never brought up at any given time in the movie, like what the mask is for. Yeah. In the very opening scene, someone asks, "Why does he wear the mask? If I take that off of him, will it be painful?" And he, he Bane makes a joke about like it'll be painful for you, and yeah. it's like okay, cool. And it's never brought up again, and so suddenly it's like, well, then how does he know that's going to work? We've never, it's never yeah. been brought up. It doesn't, and then especially because then Bane just gets taken down by a cannon shot to the chest from Catwoman. I was like, if really, that's how we're taking him out? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird stuff, but I but yeah, that that's that's my you know, and don't even get me started on he traps the cops in these sewer tunnels for five and months. They're there for five months, and when they come out, no one has a beard. All their clothes look fine. Well, Somehow they had tents shaving? and food. Did you see them shaving? <laughs> yeah. Well, and they, that's, they, that's, do, they do mention that like part of what like Gordon and, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are doing, part of their job is they, they're they getting supplies down into the sewers. But I'm like, well, if you can get food into the sewers, can't you get the cops out of the sewers? Yeah. How are you? That doesn't. That does, it just I don't know. There's a lot of things where it's like they're they're asking us to just accept a lot in this movie. And yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. I know it. It's that's that's that I said. It's so many logic problems that I go like he was just trying to get it done so he could make Interstellar. I also don't understand <laughs> why. Why? Okay, cool. Why not just have Talia? Why? Why is Talia a last five minutes of the movie reveal? Like why? Yeah. Just have her be Talia from the beginning, and just be like, I'm here to undo my father's legacy when really she's trying to fulfill it in the background boom i just rewrote the movie yeah. again i think you and i have rewritten this movie a thousand times <laughs> on this show from 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 resequeling the dark knight to this episode we have rewritten this movie a billion times over um it's just there's i don't know i feel like there's a lot of setup for a lot of neat ideas in this movie that none of them come to fruition like the thing at the beginning where um, Matthew Modine is talking to the senator about how, like, yeah, the mayor's talking about dropping Gordon because, you know, he's a war hero. We need a peacetime leader now. And that never comes up again. And I'm like, why yeah. was that ever introduced? I don't, yeah. I, just, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a, or, or like, <laughs> look, <laughs> I know that there's, there's a lot of Asian and Korean movies that have some really deep, long drawn out plans of revenge. Yeah. But, part of her plan of revenge against Bruce Wayne was to sleep with him all night. It's their <laughs> romance comes out of no, honestly, I'll be honest. I think both romances kind of come out of nowhere, but I buy him and Hannah Hathaway is a lot more than I do him and uh, Marion Cotillard's him. him and yeah. Bale and Hathaway have some incredible chemistry. Whoa, do they? That is, that is Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, yeah. And I also love, I will say I love, the dance sequence illusion back to Batman returns in this. That is a yes. great scene. Excellent sequence, phenomenal acting chemistry off the charts. There yeah. is some genuinely good stuff in this movie. I do want to be clear. I don't think this movie is bad. I just think it's not as good as it could have been, uh, but there are some truly fantastic scene sequences and acting and just great moments in this movie. Yeah. I think this is, 
I mean, we haven't gotten to this other one, but I said it about this other one, and I'll say that about this one. is like, I think The Dark Knight Rises is two or three movies smashed together, and one of them's really good, mm-hmm. and the other two are kind of blah. And the one that's really good is the story of Batman meeting Selina Kyle and the weird cat and mouse relationship situation that comes of that. And I feel like that would have been your strongest, like how cool would it have been for him to come out of retirement to stop this crazy girls doing all these robberies just to fall in love with her and retire. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, you could have done, you could have done hush. You could have done, um, you, you know, any, any of the bat and the cat stories. I mean, there were so many things. And, and again, Anne Hathaway is so good. I remember yes. she, was the, she was that casting where everybody just kind of went, yeah, that tracks that make that that makes sense. That's that yeah. we're all we're all on board with that. Um and even Tom Hardy is Bane, everybody was just kind of like eh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he he had he he hadn't become big yet, and most people didn't know Bronson. I think I'd already seen Bronson, well, so I most, knew he could get big, but not that big. Holy mackerel. And most American audiences only knew him from Star Trek Nemesis at this point, too. So like he wasn't a huge draw, but Christopher Nolan liked working with him and and saw something and, and of course now we all know tom hardy is is the man but yeah um, well he was in he was in a what was the, the the dream one inception oh you're right he was in inception never mind Duh. but he just wasn't like swell as but all he, get out he also didn't come out of that as like well people did like him a lot coming out of that but a lot of people came out of that one talking about joseph gordon levitt and uh because he steals that movie steals that movie <laughs> I'll tell you a movie Joseph Gordon-Levitt doesn't steal though is the Dark is this? Rises. Man, I feel so I cuz I really like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What a waste of talent in this movie. What a waste. Yeah. What a waste of talent and honestly just what a poorly written character. Because Well, cuz I'm going to tell you something right now cuz this has been weighing on my mind since I watched it the other day. The whole thing where he goes to Wayne Manor and says that he was a child at the orphanage, and when he looked at Bruce Wayne, he knew that he was a man. <laughs> they're like the same age. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a. So are we supposed to believe he's twenty six or twenty? Like he's got to be for that to be mathematically correct. He would have to be at max twenty four because yeah. eight years ago that makes him. 16 nope he'd have to be 22 so that he could be a kid seeing bruce wayne because bruce again bruce wayne's only active for except we know that can't be true because he says in his own story that he didn't even go to the orphanage until he was like 14 because he was a teenager when he so it's like so and but also again i looked it up they're like within five years of each other they are basically the same age so christian bale's playing older than he is in this movie but he doesn't look it. But he does not look it. But also, you've cast two actors that are the same age as each other. So it's yeah. Not, if they had cast him a lot younger, and he was like, like so in the in in the scene where Batman comes back, and you have the whole like you're in for a show tonight, kid, with the older cop. So the yeah. younger cop that's that's there with him, who's actually an actor who goes on to be on Blue Bloods for as playing playing a cop, playing a rookie cop. Yeah, have that kid be a rookie. Just you could have just got that kid. Like, you know, you yeah. just had to be just some other, have him be a rookie who have him be a younger actor. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a good actor. And I know Chris Renault is looking to work with him, but this is, this is so bad, man. It's, it, 
and I'm not even talking about the reveal. It's just in general, just the character as in general. It's like, why is this character here? Yeah, it it's one of those things where had it paid off in there was a sequel where he's Batman or Nightwing, depending on how you write it. <laughs> it makes sense for him to be in this movie, but we never see him do anything else. It could have been anybody else filling in the shoes of Batman. And that's where I go like, yeah, well, I don't understand why that was. He, he, doesn't, he didn't need to be in the movie. I'd rather you not have him in the movie and Batman just disappears. You ready for me to rewrite this movie again? I'm going to rewrite this movie again. Do it. Work. I'm gonna make this, I'm gonna Do work. it. You just have Batman's ad of retirement, and then all of a sudden there's a new hero showing up in Gotham, and it's calling himself Nightwing, and it turns out that it's actually Officer Richard Grayson. Boom. I just, I just, yeah. I just, I just rewrote the movie for you again, and at least made it make sense. Yeah, and you should. Your real name yeah. is Robin. Reveal at the end. That was that. I rolled my eyes so hard in the theater. Oh yeah, I think everybody did. Yeah. Yeah, or just call him Grayson, Richard Grayson. Like I don't know why you don't just name him that. Like if you're not going to do anything else with him, nobody cares if it's wrong. Yeah, just have him be Richard Grayson, and he just plays the philosophical role of robin even though he's not actually robin you know something yeah. like that i honestly don't give a shit but it's just like why were you why it's like when people talk about how like the lawyer in the dark knight is supposed to be some allusion to the riddler i'm like no it's not stop <laughs> shut up stop it no don't don't because if it was going to be that then why wouldn't you just name him nigma you know yeah if it's if if that's the case, then why didn't you just name this guy Richard Grayson? Like it's, yeah. it's like he was trying to be as not comic book as he could with this comic book movie. And when you consider how great a job he did at balancing those with the Dark Knight, it's just it's so confusing to me. Like I'm wondering if like did David S. Goyer not have as much writing on this one? Like like was this mostly Chris and John? I don't know. It's it's it, they're they're all credited, but it just feels like I feel like Goyer's better than this. Well, and this is where you just have to go like thinking of timing. Man of Steel is being made at the same time, or has already come out. I can't recall which one it is. Man of Steel doesn't come out until twenty thirteen. Okay, so Man of Steel is being announced yet. I could be wrong. Well, because what? in the behind the scenes stuff for Man of Steel. They talk about how Christopher Nolan and David Goyer create the groundwork for Man of Steel before they, while they're trying to do this movie, they like take a break and go do Man of Steel real quick, hand it off to what's his name? Name escaping me. Zack Snyder. And then go back to, to do Dark Dark Rises. So Man of Steel, yeah, because story, story credited to David S. Goyer and, and Christopher Nolan on Man of Steel. Um, development began. Okay, yeah. So development began on on Man of Steel in two thousand eight. So yeah. So it's it's well into development. There's probably posters up at this point for Man of Steel. Yeah. So they're um, they're they're kind of. I there think, was honestly probably a trailer for it in front of The Dark Knight Rises, and I just don't. Yeah. So I think that's what happens is you got you got split duties, split things. David Goyer is doing. Is he directing Blade Trinity? No, Blade Trinity's already come out by then. Blade Trinity. Blade Trinity is long come out by that yeah yeah but i'm just saying like i think what happens is they just don't i just don't think they take the time to do it right that because yeah. it, it is it's just so less of a film than the other two not and not in a like this is a bad movie 
like that's that's what's aggravating to me is like it's not like it's a horrible movie yeah. it just has weird like what <laughs> yeah but also and, he also like the year before this he, he had written ghost rider spirit of vengeance so uh yeah woof but he had also like he had worked on like that flash forward series that only got one season and it ended in the middle of a big mm. that show was good um and it's just yeah david goyer i don't know i just he's I, hit or miss he's hit or miss but i think he hits more than he misses i just i don't know it's kind of like you said it, it this just feels like a couple of it's, it's like what what ideas do we have put them all in one movie and and they were all yeah they were all first draft ideas it feels like Let, let's get this movie done so i can make all the movies i want to make and warner bros will be happy because this movie actually still makes a good amount of money if memory serves correctly oh this movie crushes at the box office it, it broke a billion yeah so it's like it as much as yeah so Christopher Nolan, even though the movie's mediocre, it does what they want him to do. It gets him Interstellar and the whatever he does after Interstellar. I can't remember. Mm. Um, um, not Tenant. What's the other one before? What's the is it the World War Two one he does after that? Dunkirk. Oh, Dunkirk. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. I think he does this out of contract obligation, even though he may not have wanted to. He he gets it done. It makes tons of money now warner brothers is going to be like dude do whatever you want make your crazy space movie make your world war ii movie make your time travel movie make anything you want we don't care and i think that's what gets him where he is now even though now he's like giving them the finger because of the releasing things on digit on uh not in the theater but anyway we'll get into that later or not at all we don't (laughs) that's another another episode it's just yeah it's again a lot of really good ideas in this a lot of really good ideas that i think could have gone somewhere had they been given the chance to i just i feel like i also the thing i will push back on with the whole like contract obligations is christopher nolan's never done anything halfway in his life you know what i mean so for me I, i don't i have a harder time accepting the fact that he through that he half-assed this for the sake of getting it done and more of just he is a you know blows his whole load the first draft and then anything after that is just not going to be very good you know what i mean yeah so he puts all his best ideas into his first all his best ideas are his first ideas and so um i also feel like maybe he maybe that's why i also feel like i feel like goyer maybe didn't have as much input on this one yeah. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of missed comic book opportunities that David Goyer would have caught. Yeah. Or, I mean, this is, this could be that whole, like Warner brothers telling them we need you to have Catwoman and Bane in this movie and you could cast them, but you have to put them in this movie. And yeah. we, you know, we, you need right. to end, you need to cap this off because we're rebooting the character. You know, you, you get those, those notes you have to do. And because that's, you know, you have him come back for the time he comes back just to requit or fake his own death. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, I think ultimately I say, I think this, this is not my closer, but my finalish thoughts in a way, this movie for the Bruce Wayne arc, I think completes the story. Christopher Nolan started telling in Batman begins. Mm-hmm. It's just nowhere near as satisfying and it does not line up or track with what we know of Batman from the comics. 
It and I does. think that's where it kind of is a hard pill to swallow that one, that you had Batman not active for eight years, but he was only active for like a year or two. And then two, that he comes back for a second, solves one more big thing. And is like, I'm faking my death so I can, you know, go hang out with Catwoman for the rest of my life in France, you yeah. know, I, don't, it, I, I feel like, so I do not hate the idea of Batman having a happy ending. I do not hate the idea of Bruce Wayne getting no. a happy ending. I really don't. It's just not earned in this movie. They don't do anything to, to earn it because it's like, honestly, this entire movie feels like it's a setup proving to Bruce Wayne why Gotham will always need Batman. Yeah. Or not, you want to give him a... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's not. It, this is not him saying like, "Hey, we just only need you just one last time, and then you're good to go." It's like I feel like this is this is this movie is a testament to Bruce Wayne feels like Gotham doesn't need Batman anymore, and this is this is the way of showing like, no, there will always be a time when Gotham will need Batman. And I yeah. real I realize that's why he's handing it off to not Robin at the end, but I I don't know. I just I feel like he didn't do anything really in this movie. Yeah. And I also feel like there was a huge wasted opportunity in not calling this pit that he's stuck in the Lazarus pit. If you really, <laughs> if you no, I'm being serious. If you think yeah. about it from a metaphorical comic book standpoint, this is again, why I go back to the whole, like, I feel like if Goyer had had his hands on this more, he would have called it the Lazarus pit because yeah, yeah I don't know. Or, like, here's the thing. You want to end this and give him a happy ending? End it with him and Catwoman on the top of a rooftop, and you know they're protecting the city. Or or you have, you see Batman, it's Joseph Gordon-Lovett, and Bruce Wayne is in the cave with Catwoman, and you know that they're, and Alfred shows up, and you know they're backing up this new Batman. It's still a happy ending. You still know they're all together. We don't have to fake his death and go to France. You could you could You could have had it be where... The movie ends with like, okay, cool. Like it, it could have again, like pulling from the Dark Knight Returns. It could have been him in the cave running the computer while Gordon Levitt and Anne Hathaway are out running the streets. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there was, there was a, it just uh, there was a way. I'm I know we're Monday, I know we're Monday morning quarterbacking this thing hard. <laughs> you know, eleven years later, but it's just again massive missed opportunities in this one it's a lot of you had all all the pieces for a truly great final movie in this trilogy were there they had everything they needed they just didn't put them together the right way i feel like yeah and that's where it it's it's like uh you 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 could have been so good (laughs) the potential the movie had so much potential um but listen that is that is that is the final movie in the Dark Knight uh, trilogy from Christopher Nolan, The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, we are now moving on after this month. We are moving on to the Snyderverse, and this is going to get heated uh, because when it comes <laughs> to the Snyderverse, man, there, nobody disagrees more than Matthew and I. Um, to give you guys an idea of how this is going to work, we're going to do Batman v Superman the ultimate edition we'll talk about the theatrical one in its criticisms but we'll ultimately be focusing on the ultimate edition um and then we're going to talk about Zack snyder's justice league 
did we solidify we're talking about yeah, it or do did. you want to we have okay. that conversation on the phone i promise okay. you we did. um but so those so those are the only two we're going to be talking about uh, in uh in the snyder verse though because they're the only ones yeah. that are like batman forward I, I know there's an argument to be made for the flash but we literally just did the flash when we reviewed it and uh, it sucks and so we're not talking about it again <laughs> uh so we'll be talking about bvs and then Zack snyder's justice league and then uh we will end our batman breakdowns with a year plus look back at the batman uh and that is going to be coming for you guys in a few months uh as we go along so buckle up we got a few more to go and then who knows what we're gonna do uh but anyway we uh we'll talk to you guys again soon we'll see you again next time here uh you guys can fo- i should probably tell them where they could talk to us shouldn't i matt um then why not <laughs> yeah, sure listen if you guys want to hang out with us and talk to us uh head over to the good pods podcast app where you can leave comments on the episodes and and i'm on there we'll chat matt's on there we'll chat with you uh, you guys can also uh, find us on Twitter at We Are the Batman. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shea. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. J Ninja. That is going to do it for this week. We will see you guys again next time. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. Bye bye.